Thank you guys for tuning in to the Dope Vision Experience Podcast. It's your boy Frank Nitty. I'm back for another episode, another week of this dopeness. I want to say thank you for clicking that button and giving me an opportunity to share with you my thoughts and my opinions on some of these things that's been going on in the world. You know, we've been actually going through some tough times and now we're starting to get back on a lockdown. The country's starting to look back the way it was like it was a few months ago. So, you know, I'm just here to talk about those things and, you know, some other things to try to keep you guys informed on what's going on out here in the world in case you are a busy person, you don't get the opportunity to kind of click on the news or see what's going on on your feed and your timeline. So I just try to share those things that I come across that I think are interesting and I think some of the things that you need to kind of pay attention to and be on alert for. You know, I know that sometimes it come across that we're talking about, you know, the COVID a lot. That's just the reality that we're in now. You know, we're we're going through some some times that we've never been through before. Nobody's seen this before. So we're kind of all kind of trying to figure it out together. You know, we have these different states are living by different rules. So we have to just figure out a way that we can kind of get past this. And hopefully we have a, a good winter. And then we also come to spring and have a hot summer that we can actually get back out there in the streets and keep moving around, get back to doing what we used to do even though it's not going to look like it was before but you know if we can just get out and just move around that'll be we'll be happy with that you know we see some other states are actually partying having fun but you know others are a little bit more restricted so you know we all want to want to be out there together partying and enjoying life together so you know i'll go ahead and kick the podcast off and like i always say grab your lighters pull up if you're in the gym if you're in the car you're working out turn me up let's get it Thank you guys for sticking around to the Dope Vision Experience Podcast. It's your boy Frank Nitty. I'm back. You know, I'm just going ahead and get straight into it. I know we've been wondering that there's going to be some type of vaccination that's going to be on the way. I know I've talked about that there was possibly going to be a vaccination. I know that, you know, we saw that Trump, he actually caught the Rona and then he went to the hospital. He was in there for a short amount of time. He came back out and then he talked about that there was going to be some type of vaccination on the way. You know, he was holding off on the stimulus checks because, you know, he wanted to pr- prolong that and put it off on the back end of his, um, his term that he was going to go through before the election actually took place but now we, we're here we see that there now is going to be some type of uh, vaccination that's going to be placed out you know there's been some you know some FDA approvals that's kind of been in the works we got Pfizer Moderna and then we also have Johnson & Johnson these are some of the companies that have been working on the the coronavirus vaccination you know, I've, I've talked about this in the past, like, you know, who's going to be the first people to get this vaccination? Who's going to take the vaccination? What is it going to take for you to take the vaccination? You know, are they going to they're going to be forcing it on you? You know, are they going to make the people who are at the hospital who are pro- more likely to be contracted the coronavirus because they're going to be in more contact with people who actually have the, the virus at the time? And so are they going to be forcing them to take take the vaccination? Are they going to be forcing your kids to be vaccinated before they can go back to school? Because I know, you know, my kids right now, you know, they're actually they're actually contemplating are they going to go back to school in the in the first of the year? Are they going to do some hybrid? Or are they going to go do some, you know, more of the the Zoom classes? Or are they going to do some more uh, in between, where you're going to kind of go to school some days and then you're going to do some at home? So they have they're trying to work out and trying to figure out what they're going to do. But you know, my my thinking is, you know, I've talked about this in the past that they're going to try to force the vaccination onto our kids onto the people who are working at the hospitals and things like that you know they're not going to say hey you know you can't bring your child to school unless you have you know some type of immunization um of documentation because you know when you're going to school you have to be vaccinated and so they're going to try to probably start forcing this vaccination onto the kids and making it a part of the immunization when it's time to go back to school you know I'm, I'm not for sure of this i'm just just my thinking and my my pondering on what they're going to try to make do 
but there's a, a there's a lot that goes on in, you know behind the scenes of when it comes out to the vaccination because you're not only just vac you give a vaccine to just a small amount of people you, you're doing it to the world globally you know that's going to be some very large constraints on you know in a rush mad dash to who's going to be in control of getting these um, vaccinations out to the world you know how how much it's going to cost you know how long it's going to take who's going to get it first it's probably going to be prioritized on you know how sick you are and we already know, you know, when someone's sick and they're probably going to be close to death, they, they want to give those people the, the first priority. But if you just come into the hospital and you probably have just your first day in, you know, you probably won't be the first person to get it. Then it's also going to determine um, where it's going to be dispersed. Are you going to be able to only get it from your doctor? Are you only going to be able to get it from the hospital? Can you go to your local pharmacy and get it? So these are going to be some of those questions that's going to be needed to be, you know, asked and figured out, you know, for the logistics part of it, because there's a huge logistics. I say just let Amazon figure out the logistics part. Because because if they can get a package from, you know, New York to me in two days, then they can figure out how to get all this medicine out to the rest of the world because they figured out how to logistically get, you know, packages to people in two days on the amount of things that they ship out daily. But there's just, you know, pipe dream thinking, you know, you're going to have all these political candidates trying to figure out, you know, how they can get in and how they can, you know, get their name, you know, stamped into the history books or, you know, I was a part of this campaign that kind of helped, you know, got the, the, the COVID-19 vaccination out to this amount of people in this part of the country and that part of the country. So, Everybody's going to be in a mad dash to try to be a part of the campaign and try to, you know, get their name stamped into the history books as far as that comes. But there are some more of the fine details as you know, that's a little bit more drilled down that has to be figured out. You know, how long will the vaccination last? You know, every year there's also, you know, people who take flu shots. You know, you know, I've never been a person to take flu shots. Like I said, I took it one time. It was because I was kind of forced to take it when my daughter was born. But after that, I've never really taken it. Before then, I wasn't taking it. I never really believed in flu shots because I always felt like flu shots just make you sick. I know it's a small dosage that they put in there to kind of help you fight off the flu. But I've always been a person who's been pretty healthy, so I never like taking flu shots so for me to just up and take a vaccination that you know they probably tested and put it through many many tests you know but we don't know the long-term effects of these vaccinations you know we, we just don't know you know it, it almost go back to the tuskegee airmen you know experiment you know we don't know what's going to happen with this type of stuff so you know down the road you know is it going to affect us down the road when we are you know 10 years from now or five years from now are we you know trying to solve one problem now but causing causing another problem 10 years from now you know but that's something later to think about but for the right now it's going to take a lot of you know logistics and a lot of communication to get it out to the public first you have to worry about the public communication campaigns so that means there's going to be a lot of commercials it's going to be a lot of people out up front because we've already we've already seen where you know you have former presidents like you know you had bush and then you had clinton you got obama and then you're also talking about where you have uh you know possibly you're going to have biden they're going to all be on stage and be in the, the public eye you know for the people to see and take the vaccination in public but you know we don't know what they're taking. They can just be taking anything. They could be possibly putting some type of placebo into their arms or into their legs or however they're going to, you know, inject it into someone. They're going to, they could be putting placebos in there and, and making it think like they're getting a vaccination, but they clearly could be just getting what, you know, just something very non-life-threatening we don't know what they're giving because they're just trying to get it out to the to the public to try to make it seem like it's safe and it's okay to take it because they know that everybody's going to be weary of taking a vaccination that nobody's actually taken before yes they've been doing clinical trials and clinical trials after clinical trial uh, but we just don't know how successful this going to be when you start dealing with different type of race you know and nationalities just different type of people bodies react to things differently you know the the vaccination could you know help one person but not help the next person you know so 
sudden that's why they go through these clinical trials to test and test and do more testing but now they're actually trying to get it out to the people so the first part is going to be the public communication you know you're going to see campaigns where like i say they're going to be commercials they're going to be on your news feeds they're going to be on your radios they're going to be however they can get it to you they're going to be on your blog sites they're going to be they're going to be sent out to your influencers your 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 social media influencers going to be a part of these type of things so you have to be aware that it's coming you know they're going to get the they're going to get the right people involved so they make it seem like it's okay for you because they're 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 in a mad dash to get you know the country vaccinating you know they're trying to get like almost like a her, a her immunity type of thing set up where they have 75 percent of the country's vaccinated so they can try to move on to the next phase to try to get us all back out in public that's the that's the thing that going to try to push to us so you be aware of that just keep your eyes open and you know be uh be conscious of what's coming then you also do have a lot to worry about like they have to order the equipment you know have to order equipment for all of housing of all this type of vaccination because each company have different ways of you know dispersing uh, distributing their vaccination and also housing their vaccination and computer works and stuff like that then you got to worry about hiring staff and information and, and and knowledge because you have to hire people to you know drive the trucks you have to hire people to store the equipment how to store the equipment how to handle this vaccination because some of these companies, it has to be at a certain temperature. You know, other companies, you have to take multiple shots. One company, you have to take one shot. So it's going to be a lot of knowledge that has to be passed down, you know, for, you know, people to be able to be feeling comfortable with these shots. So they have a lot of, lot of things ahead of them. Then you have to do, you have to train people. You have to train your doctors. Your doctors are going to be, you know, not necessarily forcing you to take the shot, but they're going to be, you know, advising you to take the shot because this is a preventive mess uh, a method so something to kind of help you prevent you from getting um the, the COVID-19 or getting the rona so your, your your doctors are going to be you know front hand just like they get any other medicine when they get a new medicine um uh, they pitch to them and they decide to take it on in their doctor's office or, or they decide to take it on as a, as a provider, they tend to push those things for you. So if you come to the doctor and you're sick for certain reasons and they have a new medicine that they've been instructed to try to push a little bit more, then they're going to be pushing it to you. They're going to be, you know, giving you all the, the, um, the benefits of it you know they're going to tell you the downside of it as well but they're going to tell you that they're going to uh, push the features of it so they're going to definitely be pushing the features of you know not getting sick protecting your family protecting the kids and protecting everybody so it's going to be all of that is going to be pushed to you and then it's also going to be a lot has to do with the it systems that the hospital run on because the hospital their 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 system is so antiquated they're very behind on a lot of their systems my wife works in the hospital so she tells me about the systems that they're running on it's a lot of older equipment they run on a lot of older systems Systems. Some of the hospitals are still paper. You know, some of them are up to date, where it's a little bit more digitized. But there's going to be a lot. It's going to. It's going to be a lot of strain on your IT department because now they have to. They have an influx of millions of people having to come in to try to be be vaccinated, and you have to be vaccinated multiple times. So you got to keep up and keep track with that. You know, you have to keep up with your normal doctor visits. So it's going to be a very strain. Going to be a very big strain on the hospital and the medical industry as a whole because the medical industry tends to you know be behind when it comes to technology. You know, you have the big tech companies, they kind of move pretty fast. But when it comes to healthcare and your doctors and your information and tracking things, they're a little bit slower because they're still doing things. A lot of things are done by hand. You know, here in the Bay Area, I'm, I'm sure that some of the hospitals, like I know UCSF, they are a lot more digitized. So they have a lot more information in the digital footprint. 
But when it comes to those smaller rural area hospitals and doctor's office, I'm pretty sure they're all still doing folders and papers and writing things down. So, you know, it's going to be a big strain on those particular individuals and hospitals and, you know, doctor's office when it comes to keeping up with the, you know, the vaccination. Because with this vaccination, you may have to be, you know, take two doses of it. You know, you have to keep track of that type of stuff. You know, the hospital is going to be sending, you know, the medical uh, distribution company is going to be sending not a lot of medicine to your to your office. They're going to be, you know, they're going to have like cubes. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of stuff going on that has to be tracked, has to be kept up with, has to be kept at certain temperatures. So there's going to be a lot of things and a lot of pressure on to the IT systems in these healthcare departments. Because a lot of these, you know, these healthcare is going to be ran by your state. You know, your local government official is going to be running this. You know, it's not going to be ran by a global government. You know, the global the government is not going to say, hey, this is going to be the standard. We're going to go this way. You're going to give it at this particular time. You're going to do it this how we're going to store it. No, it's going to be each state kind of do their thing. You know, your one state is going to do one thing. Another state is going to be doing another thing. So if people are traveling and moving around, so that's going to cause a big strain as well. So if you get one shot here in the Bay Area, but then you're going to be moving to Florida, you're going to have to be in contact with another doctor, you have to transfer your records and, you know, have to. Keep. So that's when I say it comes back to a lot of having to do with uh, the strength of the IT systems and updating because, you know, each state locally is going to be controlling all of this medicine that's coming in. Although they already have a lot of medicine on, on hand, but when it comes to the, the Rona and this distribution of this different medicine, you know, this is a big task because, you know, the way that it's broken down, you know, uh, Pfizer has their way of doing it. Johnson Johnson has their way of doing it. Madonna has their way of doing it. And there's going to be a lot of different places going to be have their different ways of doing it. So I go in and I try to break down as best as I can the different um, medical providers who are actually providing a vaccination and kind of how they're actually going about doing it. So I start with Pfizer. So Pfizer, their their medicine, their vaccination has to be stored at a negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit in a dry box with ice. It's going to be shipped. You know, they're going to take care. They're going to take care of all of their their shipping them, themselves. They're not going to use a third party vendor to kind of handle their shipping. They're going to do all themselves. So it's going to take a little bit, probably a little bit longer to get the shipment out to every single every single office. Pfizer vaccination. It can last 15 days in the boxes after replacing the dry ice three times and only open for one minute before it's destroyed. So this is where I say the training has to come at to come into play. So if you have a box that's in your office, they're gonna ship tons of boxes to you. So you have to know the logistics of when this box came in, how long that box has already been, been sitting there. Do we need to change out the, the ice in that dry ice in that box that's been sitting there for a week now? You know, you have to change it three times. And then once you open the box, the box, the, 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 box, the container can only be open for one minute at a time before the vaccination is uh, destroyed because it has to be kept at a certain temperature for it to be good and be usable so 90 negative uh, 94 degrees fahrenheit is what it has to stay at that temperature at all times for it to you know be good to put out to the public so they've kind of handled their distribution themselves so they want to they don't want to be letting other people control how their shipment is going to be uh, distributed to these different offices around the world they want to handle all the logistics themselves so therefore that comes back to money in their hands and i saw where the ceo of Pfizer was saying that he didn't want to take any money any donations from the government Government because some of these other companies were taking you know money from the government to kind of come up with a vaccination cure 
but they decided not to take any money because they want to be free and clear of the government and the politics that come along with you know coming up with the vaccination and how you disperse it so they're going to be doing everything themselves in-house so of course there's going to be more money for them but they can handle they can control it more it's almost how apple does it you know apple does their computers where you know i'm pretty sure now they have third-party vendors who handle a lot of more of their their distribution and all those different things but as far as it's like you know the computers itself they want to make sure they're all there because at one point in time you couldn't open up an apple computer you know i'm kind of breaking this down between apple and microsoft so with the apple computers they basically say okay you're not going to open up any of our computers you have to bring your computers back to us and we'll do all the maintenance for us ourselves so therefore we don't want you putting any motherboards in them we don't want you upgrading the ram we don't want you doing any of those things that kind of kind of help temper and destroy the machine if there is any maintenance that need to be done you can bring it to us and we'll take care of it for you whereas on the other hand you have microsoft where they had an open platform open source where you can go and you can put new motherboards you can put new hard drives you can put more ram you can beef it up and you can do all those things but when you do things like that you have you open yourself up to way more problems you know you have open yourself up to more viruses more more damage control you know there's just a little bit more it's more out of your hands more out of control so some people like that open source world and then some people like the closed loop surface uh, um, world where me personally i like apple products so i like things to kind of you know be cohesive and I'm, i have you know my apple computer my apple phone and that's just a way of just keeping everything cohesive in your household and that's how Pfizer's kind of want to do that thing they want to keep everything in-house they want to control from beginning to end you know i'm pretty sure that's how amazon wants to control thing they want to control from the order from from your phone to their to their computer systems their ai ai systems take control of the order place the order give it to the shipper you know pick it pick it at their their uh, amazon warehouse the shipper gets it put it in the box put it in the crate goes into the the uh the shipping uh, department and then the shipping department gets it out to the, the airplanes they get it out to the drivers the drivers bring it to your door so they get it from end to end a to z you know but they, they're not quite there yet and they're quite they're trying to get there but Pfizer wants to be like that Pfizer wants to be like hey we create it we produce it we store it we deliver it and then you handle it from there Whereas you have Johnson Johnson, there's a little bit different. It's just like a one shot thing. You know, you take the shot one time and you're done with it. But with Pfizer, you basically you have to take two shots. So you have to take one shot and then a couple of weeks later, you have to come back and take another shot. So these different companies are doing it different ways. And then you have Madonna. Hey, look, I might be maybe pronouncing this wrong, but hey, I'm just a country boy from Mississippi. So, you know, forgive me. Theirs could be stored in a typical home fridge at 34 to 46 degrees Fahrenheit for up to 30 days and it can last for six months at a negative four degrees Fahrenheit. So, you know, these different companies have their different uh, ways of storing the medicine and basically getting out to the distribution. And so these gonna be, you know, Madonna is basically gonna use a third party, you know, distribution company that's gonna handle their their uh, distribution of the medicine. They're gonna use McKenzie, which also, the, the, the McKenzie is the third party provider that's also gonna provide necessary things like syringe and, and prep pads and things like that. So that's gonna go along with, you know, um, the, product, the product that Madonna's putting out. You know, they're gonna do, you can do batch or Order, batch size order of the dosage you know so there's different uh, pros and cons for using different company and so we had they're gonna have to figure out who's gonna you know handle you know which office is gonna get one of the other or is it just gonna be a more of a political size thing where you know this company is gonna only use Pfizer that company is only gonna use Johnson & Johnson this office is gonna use gonna use Madonna so you know we don't know how that's gonna work out I'm pretty sure they're fighting behind the scenes on who's gonna get what and who's gonna get it when McKisson is gonna be like 
um, the win, the big winner out of all of this, because I feel like, you know, when it's like the gold rush was happening out here out west, you know, everybody was coming out west to dig for gold. But the person who was actually winning was the person who was selling all the shovels and all the things that require them to dig. So that person is the one who's going to begin rich right now. You know, everybody else is going to begin rich on the back end if you find the gold. But the person who's selling the shovels and selling the, selling the shoes and selling everything else that requires you to go do the digging, that's the person who's going to be getting rich. So the middleman who's actually doing all the running around and providing everything is going to be the person that's getting rich in this. You know, Pfizer's going to get their money, of course, because they got the big contract. And they, I mean, they're, they're doing things on their own. But these other companies are going to have to, you know, wait for the back end, the insurance companies and everything to come in. But McKinsey's going to be getting their money directly. I mean, every time they make a shipping out, they're going to put the invoice in. That money going to be coming back to them. So they're going to be making money in the gold rush um, like the like the sellers were doing back in the day. So they're also going to try to figure out like 60 percent of the local independent pharmacies uh, is going to have the vaccine through some type of agreement through the U.S. So we have to, you know, you have, maybe your local Walgreens, your CVSs and places like that are going to be having the local vaccination. So it might be just like the flu shot, but it might take a little bit longer to get it out there. And also the education of trying to get people to take a shot is going to be a very uh, intensive process because, you know, I'll be damned if I take a shot early. I'm not going to be the one out here taking shots early, being a direct test subject. Now, that's not me. That's enough for my family. I'm not up for. You know, I continue to stay in my bubble as long as I have to, you know, until it's uh, it's been proven, it's out there, been out there for a while, and I can consider it, but damn, I'm not doing it. So what they're gonna probably start doing, you know, I saw somewhere they're talking about, you know, you know, trying to get people to take it is you know, give you a fifteen hundred dollar stimulus check for proof of taking a vaccination. So if you take the vaccination and you show them proof that you've taken it, they'll give you a stimulus check of you know, possibly fifteen hundred. This is something that was pitched by a former presidential candidate. You know, he had this plan and you know, because you know people are going to be skeptical to take the vaccination so they'll say hey look we'll give them $1,500 stimulus check but it's kind of weird like you're going to give people $1,500 $1, stimulus check whereas you just won't give it to the people even though you're locking everything down so you're going to pay you're going to try to pay somebody to come out and take a vaccination that they don't know that's going to work for them whereas when they're you're locking everything down they can't make money you're going to give them $1,500 where previously you gave them $1,200 which basically breaks down to $300 a week it's almost like a minimum wage job so they're playing around with these numbers to try to figure out a way to try to get you to come out and take and take a shot and of course this is going to be geared towards you know people who are really struggling who really need it you know i need this fifteen hundred dollars so i'm going to go take the shot and you have no other choice you know you need the money what they're going to do they're going to hold it and pay you for it but you know that's that's not right that's not a thing they should do. They should be automatically taking care of the people beforehand to make sure that you're in a good situation so you can make a good sound decision. You know, you know, holding holding money over people's head to try to make their make sure they make their food, they put on the table and the rent being paid and bills being paid, you know, to try to put a fifteen dollar check over their head. Of course they're gonna take the money. You know, that's like holding a carrot over somebody's head you're going to dangle a carrot in front of the eye of course they're going to take it they're going to they're going to try to do whatever they can to get it so that's not right they shouldn't be going about it that way you know they have to try to figure out another way to try to get people educated up on this vaccination we have to see it work first because like i said re revert back to what i just said the T tuskegee airmen experiment we're not going down that road again you're not going to be injecting us with who knows what we don't know what the winch injection is even though you you pretty don't know pretty much don't know what injection you're taking anyways but we're just not going to be taking this coronavirus um injection now if these, if not, like these jokers want to you know come out and say hey look we're forgiving all student loans for taking the vaccination then you know we might be able to talk you know what i'm saying we if they like hey look we're forgiving up to three hundred fifty thousand dollars on student loans you know on the spot 
then hey, you know, I, I might, you know, I might talk to you. Then we can have a conversation. But if you just give me fifteen hundred dollars, I'm like, nah, bro. You know, I'm not coming up enough for no shot for that. But if you want, like, hey, look, we giving up to three hundred fifty thousand or five hundred thousand on your student loans for giving this on the spot once you show proof that you've taken it, then yeah, you know, I might be tempted to kind of go in there, you know, get them get them student loan because you know that's a way around everybody's ankle, man. These people are, you know, got these student loans out here. You know, they are, you know, like me. You know, I don't want to be continuing to pay student loans like. But if you want to go out here and wipe them out immediately, then, hey, you know, we might we might sit down and talk about it. You know what I mean? You know, because these people who are collecting this money for these student loans, they go on these lavish vacations in Hawaii and, and living the lavish life on us while we're struggling to make these payments and stuff. So until they come up with some type of plan like that, you know, they're going to have to give me something. But they're going to be dropping some Teslas off for some people or something like some some crazy. They're going to be doing something crazy other than just a $1,500 check, you know, that, they, they, that they're going to tax anyway. And after they get through with taxes, they ain't going to be nothing, especially in the state of California where everything's much more expensive. So they can keep that. You know, he can keep that plan. Ain't number some rich folks trying to try to talk, trying to uh, make plans for the poor people. Like, but nah, bro, you got to get some people up off the street. Nigga, go get, talk to Killer Mike and see what kind of ideas Killer Mike and the team come up with. You know, you're not going to just hit us with the 1500 and we up in there like, hey, look, we ready to get this shot for that $1,500. Like, nah, bro, we'll keep we'll keep uh keep making do with what we got. And let's see how this thing play out, because, you know, the black people are on 13 percent of the population. So we're gonna let we're gonna let y'all go, let other people go first, and then we'll see how it goes. Since we already went the first time, and it didn't work out for us too well, so they already used us for guinea pigs one time around. So we're not gonna we're not gonna fall for that trick again. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So um, we're not going. So they're gonna figure out another way. I'm not taking no vaccination. My family's not taking. We're gonna stay in our bubble. We're gonna stay at the career. We're gonna keep wearing our masks, washing our hands, and taking our vitamins, and working out and trying to stay healthy as possible. Because I's not going in there and getting no shot. So they can keep that one on the, on the hush hush. But these are some of the things that's gonna be kind of pushed out to you. So I I know I just talk about these things, and I know I went off on a tangent. I just like to talk about these things so that you can be aware, you can make a good sound decision, and be be knowledgeable about what's coming up and what's gonna happen. So you know these are some of the things that are being talked about. You know. Capitol Hill, and these are going to be some big money plays for these big companies. They're going to probably be pitching in these commercials trying to get you to take these different medicines. You probably won't know which brand you're taking. You can probably ask your doctor which, you know, which company uh, brand vaccination that you will be taking, you know, between the Pfizer, Johnson, Johnson, Moderna. So, you know, these are going to be these different companies with these different vaccinations. I'm pretty sure once those three are actually out in the public, they're going to be other companies who are, you know, coming up with different vaccination as well. And they're going to be more out in the public. But for right now, these are the two primary ones, the three primary ones that are kind of out. They've actually applied for, you know, FDA approval. So that's normally a, a way, a sign that, you know, if the FDA approves it, it's, it's good for the, they've certified it, that it's good for the public. You know, so we have to figure out, then they have to figure out, you know, who's, who, they got to prioritize it. It's going to be political, you know, who's, how to, what they politicize this or, you know, that's always going to be an opportunity for somebody to try to jump on the bandwagon and try to make their name for for themselves you know being a part of these different campaigns that's coming out i just had a weird thought you know these people have come up with a vaccination for the coronavirus which we never seen or never had contact with and they figure out a vaccination in eight months but they've had years upon years to figure out cures for other things such as you know diabetes you know i know they say that's you know it's all about your health but you know when you are contracted with you know diabetes or you come down with cancer or you know any of these other things that are harmful to the body that we're losing loved ones over they can't figure out a cure they want you to they want you to live with these particular 
ailments that you're dealing with they want your family members to live with they want to dope you up and put you on medicine for you know for the to the end of time but you know when it comes to something that's really plaguing the entire world when we have a pandemic they have come up with a vaccination eight months and all this money that been thrown at it they figured it out so you know when it comes down to things like breast cancer and all these other things like when they have all this money you're raising all this different money for these different things where's the money going who's doing the research if they're doing so much research and not come up with clues like what what's that what are they doing with the money like they have millions upon millions upon millions of dollars are being funneled into these campaigns to come up with these cures and these vaccination but they can't figure out anything like it just it's just weird to me that you know they they come up with some type of vaccination in eight months but they can't figure out cures for other things that they've been plaguing the world for who knows how many years hiv you know you know all these other things they're just you know numerous amount of you know sickness that's going on in the world that they haven't figured out a way to you know rid the body of these things but when it came down to this pandemic they really put their head together and globally figured out a a, a cure and a vaccination within eight months which is you know mind-boggling you know again like i said that's just me off into left field thinking about these things and um, trying to figure out wrap my head around how this has come about in eight months when you know people have been living with cancer and those dying from cancer or those different type of things for for years upon years when they've been throwing money left and right at these at these particular sicknesses and so before i go ahead and wrap this up i'll just do a recap on you know the things that i think that are important that we have to be you know be prepared for when it comes to the distribution of the vaccination you know it's going to be public communication with campaigns and commercials ordering equipment, hiring staff and, and information, training providers, and the strengthening of the IT department for all this tracking and things like that. So it's gonna be a lot that goes into play that you won't see, but you know, there's gonna be some back end stuff that's gonna to need to be taken place before the vaccination with Pfizer, Johnson, Johnson, Madonna. You know, again, Pfizer is gonna be handling all the distribution themselves. You know, it's gonna take a couple of shots. Oh, I forgot. Oh, there's also gonna be, you know, a card that's gonna be issued to users who've actually, you know, taken a shot in the vaccination because it's gonna to have to keep track of it so i'm pretty sure like you know just me thinking again in left field like when this vaccination becomes public and world and consumed by the world when you start to travel from these different countries and you're going to try to go on your vacations i'm pretty sure they're going to re be requiring you to show some type of proof that you have to have taken the sh shown that you have taken a shot at some point in time that you have been vaccinated so this is where you know they're going to be issuing these cards to you for taking a you know taking a vaccine vaccination shot you know to try to prove that you've been you know cold your covid 19 clean and you don't you, you're not going to be carrying you're not going to be a hostess carrying the virus you know in and out their countries so you know with them issuing these cards out for people to kind of keep track of it it's going to be almost where it's going to be like an insurance card you're going to have to show proof that you have been vaccinated at some point you know throughout your lifetime over the span of the time from release to the time you start traveling and things start opening back up i'm pretty sure some states are, i mean some countries are not going to probably go to that extreme but some of these european companies or, i mean european countries they're going to probably be required you before you come into the states because i'm pretty sure it's like we're probably going to be requiring people who are coming in from different countries and you know different places they're going to be saying hey you know show us your show, show us your your immunization card show us that you've been vaccinated for the covid 19 and you have to pull that out like your insurance card so you know these are just some of those things that we're going to probably have to live with you know i don't know for sure this is just my conspiracy, you know, 
theory that I've been, you know, working up in my mind over this last couple of minutes while going through this particular episode and thinking about the things that is going to be required for us going forward because we are going to be living in different times. I think the mask are probably not going to be going anywhere. You know, we're going to be still having, to, you know, wear the mask at some point, especially if you're going to be on, you know, any kind of public transportation. If you're going to be on, you know, what we have out here is our train, which is called the BART. If you're going to be on the BART, if you're going to be on the bus, you know, especially you're going to be flying, you're going to be on an airplane, bottle up with people for, you know, hours upon hours flying from one state to the next or once you know so we have to be in close proximity with one another so you know we're going to be in those places where the air is going to be contained and the, the circulation of the air is going to be in the same place with the same people for you know a certain amount of time you're going to still be probably required to wear your mask where i will you know you know some people are not going to be you know wanting to do that because there are people out there now who are not even wearing masks they don't care about wearing masks so for those people they're probably going not even going to think about taking a shot so what are you going to do about that situation so it's going to be a lot of things that's going to come into play when this thing has become a uh, worldwide type thing when people are saying hey this vaccination is actually out here you need to go get vaccinated you need to take the shot or people who are not even you know worn a mask since the beginning of the beginning of this you know this whole pandemic they're going to be like i'm not going to take no shot and who knows you know what's going to happen from that so it's going to be a strange next couple of months you know going into the spring into the fall i mean going to spring into the to the summer what's going to happen and we're still going to be living with it for a while so continue to prepare yourself continue to work out continue to exercise you know you know take your vitamins and and stay you know hydrated with your waters and things like that so i'll go ahead and wrap this segment up i'll come back with my next segment you know stay tuned stay with your boy i appreciate you guys hanging in there with me Thank you guys for sticking around to the Dove Vision Experience Podcast. It's your boy Frank Nitti. I'm back for another segment. You know, in this segment, I want to talk about Will Smith and the, the reunion for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, I know you guys have probably seen it. You know, we've we've loved that show. This show has been on, been going on for some years now. We've grown up with Will Smith. You know, the reruns are playing. So, you know, those who didn't get the opportunity to watch you know, the show when it was actually live and going on and, and those times they actually can live with Smith, Will Smith now, you know, and really kind of binge out on those, you know, those particular episodes that we love and we cherish the most, especially like the, one of the last episodes where you know Will is crying we really felt him in that episode because you you live with him for those seasons and you you felt this pain about his daddy leaving him and him not being able to you know get out there and be with his dad and his dad taking off so you know those are some of those just one of those episodes that you know really hit home and cut through for us because we were watching those shows live and you know Will has really lived off those shows you know you got Carlton you got you know Aunt Viv, you got you know just a lot of different you know characters who was in that show that you still get to see now, you know, because the show is just in, in constant rotation on constant networks that, you know, the reruns are probably forever. As long as there's nothing going on, nothing happened crazy for any of the actors for them to take it off the air, that show is probably going to play on forever because it's one of those classic shows like Martin, you know, you're going to forever see those shows on TV and it keeps those guys relevant because the show is always on no matter where you are in the world. It's probably playing at some point in time, you know, but one of the big things about the show is that, you know, if you were watching it, you know that they swapped out Aunt Via, you know, after like one of the, after like maybe the second or third season i think the third season they swapped out and via and it was just like an abrupt type thing it's just like one season you saw on there and then the next season you saw a different and via and you're like what what happened and then you know you know being in that time you know a little bit younger 
you don't understand that these are just jobs. These are jobs for people. You know, you go, you grow to like those people. They're in your households every Friday and every every Saturday, every Monday, Wednesday, whatever days that they came on. They're in your household, so you you grow to love those people. And you get you get invested into those characters, and then all of a sudden it comes on another season. You see another Aunt Viv, and you're like, whoa, what happened? That was that was kind of weird, and it's nothing really talked about because back in those days you really didn't get the information like through social media. You got those you got that type of information like if it was on a cutting cutting through on some type of other show where they were just talking about what happened in hollywood or if it came out in a mag and jet magazine or if it came out in some other source magazine or just if it came out in some other form of you know information where we we, we really had because the only thing we really had back then was radio tv and then we had print we had no social media so there was no way of someone getting out on twitter or on instagram or snapchat or any other type of social media platform and expressing and letting us know what happened or getting the you know the dirty dirty details on those shows i'm pretty sure in those hollywood circles they knew what was going on but for the masses we had no idea what was going on you know we we grew to love the new aunt viv just like the old aunt viv after a while it kind of wore off and you kind of you know got back you know you know entrenched to the show but when it first happened it was pretty abrupt and we was like really what happened what happened what's going on so will was up on the, the upswing and he was he was coming to becoming a, a great actor you know we he, he went on to do great things after the show you know he had independence day so he was becoming his whirlwind actor you know he was doing you know big movies he had big blockbuster movies that were coming out on the 4th of july you know he had you know big music records that were cutting through and making big noise so he was like on the top of his game and they never talked about what happened and why they swapped out Aunt Viv. So, you know, with this reunion episode, they were able to bring back the old Aunt Viv and they was able, Will Smith was able to sit down with her and really talk about it because there were just some, you know, some nasty things over the years that was coming out between the both of them and saying that, you know, what Will was doing, what, you know, why, the, why did she leave the show was basically because of Will and she, she wasn't getting along with Will. And, you know, she was saying her, her two cent and he was saying his two cent, but they never actually sat down and talked to each other about what really happened and, and how he really felt about, you know, know what was going on so when they did this reunion show they had a you know a sidebar you know show about you know just showing will smith and you know uh, the old ain't field they kind of sat down they did a little red table talk to themselves and, and it kind of hashed out what actually went on and it basically breaks down to where ain't viv was just you know she was a real structured type actor you know you had her she come from the broadway and she was all about you know being her being being about the business because she was a little bit older and will was a lot younger you know he's 21 he's probably coming to money and he was just kind of like being a very big jokester. He's always having fun. He's kicking up noise, making a lot of noise. And, and she just really wasn't feeling that. You know, she was all about the craft and all about the business where he was all about having fun. And, and then he, he dives into a little bit more of a you know, his background and let him know that, you know, he was more or less, you know, how he was coming up. He was having trouble at home and he was using that, you know, as a deflection when he was, you know, out on out in the public eye. He was just wasn't being himself. He was kind of being a broken, just a, a, a broken boy, you know, like a lot of broken men are you know we we come from troubled backgrounds we we're just broken men rose raised by broken men who was raised by broken men you know that's not an excuse but it's just a cycle that continues to goes on and on and on you know we're just broken people raising more broken people and he was just a broken child and he just didn't know how to you know to handle the situation you know and she really wasn't feeling comfortable for it and you know and eventually she left the show and she told will you know will kind of said some things after she probably left and you know with her leaving a big show like that after the third season she said that they basically came to her and they made an offer to her and which was a very insulting offer they kind of knew that she wasn't going to take it and she you know she kept her dignity 
Tia about herself and she she declined the offer. And so they moved on from her with something that they wanted. And, you know, that, and she said that that basically kind of ruined her career because, you know, Will came out and said that she was, you know, she was tough to work with and she was hard to work with. And she said that that really hurt her, you know, and she knew that or her being offered that amount of money after for that third season that she said that she was going to be down to 10 episodes which is probably pretty much nothing on the show where she probably wasn't going to be making money. And she said she had just purchased a new house. She had a new baby. She had a new family. And she knew that that wasn't going to take care of her, her livelihood, which she was already accustomed to living, you know, living off the first two seasons. And for them, for them to come to her with an insulting offer, she just couldn't do it. And so she turned it down and, you know, and then Will, all of a sudden, you know, he starts making, you know, making little comments here and there. And that basically got back to people in the industry. And with her saying that, you know, the, her skin color was, you know, one of the tough things that she always had to overcome in the industry and for him to say that she was a, a tough black woman to work with, you know, that that was basically the, the nail in the coffin for her is what she said. You know, when you are a person of color and you're a woman and you are not, you know, fair skinned in, in those times, she said she was much darker. So she couldn't get work. She couldn't find work after that. You know, so when she went through that situation with Will, she really was spiteful towards Will. She really didn't like Will. And she just talked about, you know, every put everything out on the table. And that was, you know, a conversation that should have been had, you know, 15, 20 years ago, but they just never talked. Will said when he heard that come from her, he said that that was his first time ever, you know, hearing that from her because he had never heard that before. You know, he said he was much younger and he wasn't, he wasn't a professional when it came to that because he knew that, you know, she was a little bit older from her and he always felt like she just didn't like him. And she said it wasn't that she didn't like him. She just knew she just wasn't for the antics that he was up for back then. And he was like, man, I was just a young 21 year old kid. I didn't know any better. And which, you know, that, that comes with the territory. He was probably, you know, new to the industry. You know, he was in, had an own show. So he was probably smelling himself. He was going through his own problems as well. You know, he was having money issues because he's talked about, you know, first two seasons he was broke because he wasn't paying taxes. So he was probably putting on the extra front to try to be extra active to keep the show on the net, keep the show going because without the show, he could easily be broke and not being able to dig himself out the hole. So he really said, he wasn't really making any money into you know the, the third season and, and, and on because you know all the things that he wasn't doing prior like not paying taxes and that kind of caught up with him so those are just one of those conversations that needed to be had and, and i'm glad they had that conversation that kind of helped get them both back on the same page because that was a phenomenal show it's going to be a historic show that we always remember and this goes for real life you know people sometimes they have a falling out and they never really get on the phone or never get back in person and talk about it and those things just linger on for years and years and the longer it goes on the much more distant it becomes and it never because it's not a everyday thing that you have to deal with you just tend to put it in the back of your mind and you just move on and because it's not facing you in a day-to-day in a -day, uh, aspect you could you don't care about it anymore you just lose the emotions that's behind it you don't and you try to focus on other things because if it's not you know bringing you positive energy you tend to not you know give it any of your time any of your mind your headspace because you don't want something like that to you know control your day-to-day -day actions so you know it all comes stems back to you know when we're just being you know how, how are you raised you know are you raised in a loving protective positive environment or are you raised in a, a tough environment where you only get raised by one parent or you're raised by both of your parents, but they're just trouble in the household. You know, you're not getting enough attention, but it's, it's so difficult to raise a human being. 
you you can do everything right and you can just do one thing wrong and you can send a kid off the off the deep end you know it's just and i and I, I worry about that as a parent too you know you know i try to do my best to try to be the best parent that i can possibly be because there's no rule books in this you know there's no guidelines that you follow you just kind of follow your heart and your intuition and you try to do the best that you can on the way that you were raised but you try to do better you know there were some things that you know you probably went through as a child that you don't want to put your kids through so you work hard to make sure they have a better life than you possibly have but then in that in that same breath you you're spoiling your kids and then once you spoil your kids and they start to act up and then you realize that they're acting up because they're now spoiled so you, you you're getting mad at them for being the, pe the people that you're that you're raising because there are they are people even though they're kids they're still people but they tend to act up and they act spoiled and then we get upset when they act spoiled you know that's all coming back from you know you're you raised a certain way and you want to want them to have a better life and you know in that time in that same breath you're spoiling them you know because you're, you're telling them no and you're raising the best you can but they're just just, you know sport they're being spoiled kids and you try to do the best you can at, at, at all turns and sometimes you make mistakes and you, you're going to make mistakes because it's just life so you know if you made a mistake with somebody in the past and you know you need to make it up or fix it you know go ahead and fix that you know because you know you never know that person can be here today and gone tomorrow and you can uh, never get that that opportunity you know back you know what i'm saying i lost my brother you know i was so happy that i had an opportunity to speak to him before he you know he lost his life you know i was able to you know talk to him and, and hash out some things that we you know had you know between us when we was younger and it wasn't any fault of our own it was just the way the situation that we was we was put in you know he was on he was on one side of the fence and i was on the other side and you know when we was much we were growing up it was a lot different so when we we got a little bit older we weren't really talking as much and so when i was look when i got older i reached out to him I, and i want to you know bring i want to get closer to him and i was happy that i was able to make that i was able to talk to him and, and get back on the same page with him before he lost his life tragically so if there's someone out there that you are you know you guys have some type of beef with or you guys been going through it you know use this time and use this opportunity to reach out to them be the bigger person and just talk about it you know just um just sit down because you never know where they're coming from in their headspace if you know the situation is 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 non you can't repair it then you know you can just just have to move on but you know as long as it's not life or death and it didn't cause your life or death or anything like that then it can probably be repaired you know you might you, you can just hear out the other person and you can kind of move on just get off your chest so you don't have to hold on help hold that space that negative space in between you guys anymore so you know, i just want to you know bring it up to you guys and talk to you guys about some of the things that i saw you know going back to the first segment we were talking about the vaccination now uh, with the will smith things and just some of those life things that comes along with it so um, with that i want to go ahead and say thank you guys for clicking the button again give me opportunity to talk to you about this 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 world this culture that we're living in to remind you to to love your loved ones hug them call them tell them you love them you know express that love that you have for them tell your tell your friends that you love them because like i said man you just never know you know they can be here today gone tomorrow with that i just want to remind you to get out you know get your exercise in drink your water stay hydrated you know take your vitamins and stay healthy because you know like i said this is the winter time and not only is the virus out there you still can get colds you can still get any other sicknesses out there so i just want you to stay healthy continue to listen to my podcast weekly i'm working on something special for you guys it's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks i will announce it soon but as of for right now i just want to hold off on it until i can get it up and running properly before i actually announce it to the world so stay tuned to that uh, with that i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up again thank you guys it's collaboration over competition this your boy frank nitty i'm out
I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to grab some merch, canvas prints for your home or office, or see the full link video from this episode, please visit dovision.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at dovisionsf. Also, send me an email to someone you'd like to hear on the podcast at dovisionsf at gmail.com. Also, please join the Dovision Club at patreon.com forward slash Dovision for early access to the content and some of the behind the scenes look of some of the episodes that I create. While you're listening, don't forget to hit, hit the subscribe button and comment on the podcast as well as my YouTube channel and turn on those post notifications so that you'll be notified each and every time I drop a new episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, collaboration over competition. Until next time, this your boy Frank Nitty and I'm out.